Welcome to Words of Eternal Life with Pastor Elvis Ajaman. Pastor Elvis Ajaman is an anointed teacher of the Word of God with accompanying signs. He also operates in a unique prophetic and healing grace that has helped liberate many in the kingdom. He's an author of several books and the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry. Now, you are listening to Words of Eternal Life broadcast. Be blessed. The essence of gratitude. Um, you are not fully grateful until you know why you are grateful. Many of us will say, oh, I don't, I'm just thanking God, I'm just praising Him because I don't even know why, but I'm just praising Him. Um, can you go a little higher for me? I'm just praising Him. I don't know why, but it's important to know why. Amen. And I want us to understand the divine an eternal foundation and basis of worship. When we say we are worshiping the Lord, I want us to know the eternal foundation of worship. Let's start from somewhere. Romans chapter 1, verse number 19. Let's start from the verse 16, which is a very common scripture. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed against heaven. From heaven against all ungodliness. And unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Somebody say, who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. Verse 8, 20. For the invincible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse verse 21 because that when they knew God they glorified this is where my message is when they knew God can we all read one to go when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were they thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts was darkened this is Apostle Paul giving us two scenarios of a people who are beginning to see the righteousness, the goodness, the power of God. And when you, when you look at that phrase, the righteousness of God, it goes beyond just God making us righteous. It's actually revealing the best part of God. And he said that there are some people who are experiencing the best part of God which is his righteousness because from the creation of this world the judgment and the wrath and the, um, the death and the sin that was introduced into this world was not in God's original plan God's original plan was to have a very pure relationship with man so that through that relationship the world would multiply and there would be a divine and a human existence upon the surface of the earth 
death was not the plan um, sin was not the plan curses were not the plan sicknesses were not the plan shame was not the plan God has a beautiful plan and he calls it his righteousness am I here with the church at all he calls it his righteousness and he says that because of the introduction of the gospel and when I was beginning this subject of gratitude I told you that the Bible says that God revealed himself to the world his power to creation he revealed everything so that the, the secret things of divinity was revealed unto men but men were not thankful and did not worship him and I said it that God showed them who he was as a powerful God but men were not convinced to worship him they rather chose trees and chose um, bears and animals and all kinds of beasts to worship them because men were not convinced about love why because he created men as product of relationship and every human being is looking for love every human being will only be grateful when they are convicted that you love them there is no way anyone can ever be grateful to you genuinely until the person has seen that from the depth of your heart you have a particular love for that person and the bible says that god only showed them his power he showed them creation his glory and the nlt said he showed them the skies and the things in the sky he showed us the sun he showed us the moon he showed that is how come he he could part the red sea into two for moses to see he could turn water into blood for moses to see he could turn dust into frogs for moses to see but when moses had the chance he told him again that show me your glory that means that everything i have seen is not glory to me i want to see another aspect of you am i here with the church at all listen to me this has been the nature of men. you can be giving me money but not until i'm convinced that you love me i'll still be ungrateful to you that is how humanity is if you don't understand this that is how come some parents have been rejected by their own children and they'll be cursing did i not pay your school fees did i not do this for you did i not do this you did it but you did it out of love paul said that you can even burn your body but it will be out of love you can give everything but it will be out of love and the problem of the generations to generations that was experienced in the old testament was this they saw power of God but necessarily the power of God was not the kind of power they were expecting from God to worship God was not in turning the rest parting the rest into two was not in killing was not in destruction was not in, uh, in turning stopping the sun so that the victory comes no they were not looking for that they were looking for a convincing and a conviction about a God that loves them Listen, most of us are victims to what I'm saying, but you still argue that no, it's not about love, it's about power. But hear me, that, that is the failure of humanity. We failed because we, are, we were not convicted about the love. And Apostle Paul is bringing a distinction. He says that for I am not ashamed of the gospel. And the elders, he said, I'm not ashamed of the preaching of the good news. What is that good news? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him will not perish but have eternal life he said this is how God began to win the heart of men when he had to reveal his awesome love through the sacrifice of his son and then men began to be saved and Paul said this aspect of God I'm not ashamed to talk about it I may not have preached about the other aspect I may not talk about the other aspect but there is an aspect of God that I'm not ashamed of and what is that aspect the gospel 
Do you know that many things we know as believers is not the gospel? Not until you have understood the message of the gospel, you will not understand this message I'm talking about. For you, you think that the gospel is everything the pastor preaches. No. There have been messages I preached for more than one hour, 30 minutes, and it was not the gospel. I must be frank with you. You are the people God has given me, and I must tell you the truth. I teach that because you need that after you have received the gospel. But that is not the gospel. And Apostle Paul says that I am determined to preach one thing. That is the gospel. And I'm not ashamed of that gospel. Because it is the power of God unto salvation. Then he said in this, in this gospel, in this, is the righteousness of God revealed from glory, from faith to faith. That anyone that believes is saved even from the jews and to the greek they are saved then it comes back to say for the wrath of god has been revealed against all those who hold the truth in unrighteousness and now he is explaining those who hold the truth in unrighteousness apostle paul is about to reveal it he said that the goodness the righteousness of god is revealed in the lives of those who believe from one faith to another who believes in his good news in the message of his gospel but his wrath is revealed to another people and those people are the people who hold the truth in unrighteousness so how can you hold a truth in unrighteousness then he tells us how they began to hold the truth in unrighteousness he said he revealed his eternal power and the secret things of divinity to men but the bible said men saw everything about god as powerful as he is so they knew him he is a healer he is powerful he can kill he can deliver he can cause a wall that a woman can build her, her house on to break down without anybody touching it. He is miracle worker. He's powerful. Every human being had access to this truth that God is powerful. But the Bible said that they were not thankful. Neither did they worship him. This is how they held the truth in unrighteousness. Do I have a church in the house? This is how they held the truth in unrighteousness. They received an information from God. This is what I want you to see. So that you will honor me. And they saw it, yet did not honor him in line, in alignment of the truth they have received of him. And that was their condemnation. And the Bible said that, and God left them to a reprobate mind. I'm coming to tell you how this generation has also held truth in unrighteousness so please follow me you may have fallen victim to it so in the days of old he showed them miracles power glories that to man should cause any human heart to honor god and to worship him he showed them but the bible said they did not thank him neither did they worship him and it brought them condemnation then apostle paul is saying that to us he has revealed another thing 
God is not interested in us worshiping him because he can part the rest into two. If you have, if you have never paid attention, or if you have ever paid attention to a message I've preached, I'm begging you, pay attention to this. And let it go beyond just writing. Let it stay in your heart. Apostle Paul is telling us something, a great differentiation between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And he said the Old Testament, he showed them all kinds of acts. But with us, he has showed us something. And that should be the basis of our thanksgiving and our worship. That should be the basis. Whatever he showed the Old Testament was revealed there. And the heavens together with the earth was to respond to that. That is what Isaiah saw. If I have time, let's read Isaiah 6 verse 1. There are two, there are two prophets that actually revealed the system of worship. One was in the Old Testament, one was in the New Testament. And Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Verse 2. Above his two the seraphims, and each one has six wings. With twine he covered his face, and with twine he covered his feet, and with twine he did fly. One cried, unto another and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory to a normal christian studying his bible he reads this and he settles here and doesn't know that the bible is a journey from genesis to revelation then you must go through the journey to know the realities of God's demands upon our lives. And the Bible said, Isaiah saw this and he saw and got to know the right words, the right words to worship God with. Because when he got to heaven, he saw the seraphims declaring to God, God, you are holy, you are holy, you are holy. And in the Jewish system, when somebody mentions one thing for three times, that means that you are perfect in that thing. So God is holy in his perfection. But he reveals something else. For you are holy and the earth is full of your glory. So the reason why we in heaven must worship you. The reason why those on earth must worship you. The reason why those under the earth must worship you is because the earth contains your glory. What is that glory? The glory of the working sun. The glory of the working stars. The glory of the sea. And sometimes he himself will command and say, Who are you? Are you the one that set borders to the sea? That the sea should then move beyond the sun. He himself claimed the things on earth as the source of his glory. So everything you see on earth was his glory. And that was the foundation and the basis of worship. Oh, you look at King Saul 
and you have to worship God for King Saul. You look at King Solomon, his wisdom and his riches, and you have to worship God for King Solomon. You look at the life of Abraham, and you have to worship God for him. The earth is full of his glory. Men were carriers of the glory. You have to look at a man like this and worship God for that man because the man was partaker of a certain glory of God. And that was how life was. The earth was full of his glory. So you must thank God for, for the health, your health. You must thank God for money. You must thank God for breakthrough. You must thank God for the sun. You must thank God for the wind. You must thank God for everything. Everything on earth was the glory and the basis of worship. And then the journey goes on. And another New Testament prophet receives privately into the realm of heaven and he goes back comes to tell us that the system has changed what Isaiah saw there has been an update what Isaiah saw there has been a turnaround the son was God's greatest glory until his son came the sea was God's greatest power until the resurrection of his son appeared. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that you may know exceeding great power that rose Jesus from the dead. So when you are talking about power, power was parting the Red Sea, but exceeding great power was raising Jesus from the dead. Everything on earth looked like it was the power of God that demanded the worship of men until his son. And then John, after Jesus have had an encounter with them. You know, there was a prophecy about John's life. The Bible said when Jesus told Peter how Peter was going to die. And Peter asked Jesus, what about this disciple? And Jesus said, if he will not die till I come, what is your concern? In John 21, if he will not die till I come so apostle john was carrying a revelation that he must not die until jesus comes back and theologians make us to understand that they tried to kill this man but this man will not die so they took him to the island of patmos and there the prophecy was fulfilled jesus appeared to him and john saw jesus in his glory his son, his face was shining like the sun. His hair was like a wool. His feet was like brass. His clothing was shining. And Apostle John sees him in the day of the Spirit. And, and Jesus tells him that I want to show you things. Things that has been hidden from men. I want to show you things that the carnal mind cannot perceive until the spirit have had access to it i want to show you things the errors of the world that you cannot worship god on the basis of money there is something more you cannot worship god on the basis of miracles there is something more for the israelites knew god by his act but moses knew him by his ways there is something god is pride of 
he says something he's proud of that he wishes that men will begin to worship him on the basis of that thing it, it is good when we worship him on other things but there is something he is proud of and the bible said jesus told john i want to take you into the journey of eternity then one of the first experiences of john he sees the new system of worship in revelation 5 5 and one of the elders said unto me weep not why am i weeping because there is a seven sealed book that someone must open and in that realm john understood the mystery of the seven book when you read my book the lamp and the beast you understand what that seven sealed book is and John began to cry because he knew that the future of all creation is in the opening of that book. And who will be there to open it? And John began to weep. And the Bible said, an elder, one of the 24 elders approached John and said, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the roots of David has prevailed to open the book and to lose I thought somebody would be celebrating by now and to lose the seven seals I didn't come to preach to you I came to let us share realities Hallelujah. he has prevailed to open the book verses and I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it was being slain having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth verse 7 oh and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne hallelujah and when he had taken the book the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb this is the basis of worship fell down before the lamb having every one of them harps and golden vows full of others which are the prayers of the saints oh they fell down they fell down and they sang a new song saying thou art worthy this time the song is not holy 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 the earth is full of your glory this song the worship is directed to one man and that man is the lamb of God the one that died and rose on the third day now the worship has changed the worship has changed it is no more your earth. The earth is full of your glory. This time is directed to a person. And when you took the book, the 24 elders and the beasts began to cry out, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred. And tongue and people and nation forgive me anytime the Holy Ghost told me anytime I shed tears it means he's the one speaking to his church so you have to forgive me he said at this time he said to him worthy is this lamb that was slain this is why we killed him was killed and for him to be killed then every worship must be unto him he is the embodiment of God's glory where is the lamb that was slain 
and has redeemed us 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 that means that the four beasts has included themselves the 24 elders have included themselves that means the sacrifice of jesus went beyond god saving people on earth even heaven even heaven even heaven he has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and every tongue oh before he came only Israel had the covenant with God but after he came every tongue every kindred every people every nation oh a Ghanaian shouldn't be praising God now a Ghanaian should be hearing the voice of God now a Ghanaian shouldn't be healing in the name of Jesus now it was out of a sacrifice on the cross was out of a sacrifice on the cross he said that you have redeemed us from kindreds from tongue from every nation this is why I know that the 24 elders were once human beings and how they got saved I can't tell how they were the only 24 people chosen I can't tell the criteria but they began to worship God and John was seeing it seeing the four beasts and the 24 elders saying we thank you that you have redeemed us this is where worship is you cannot tell me you are grateful to God if the picture before you is not a sacrifice of Jesus you can't tell me you are grateful to God if the reason why you are worshiping is not because he died and rose on the third day now you know do you know that for instance this this, this example that I can give the sun, the moon, the miracles and everything is still part of the glory of God but now he cannot have his eyes on it anymore because he has revealed his greatest it's like someone who is so rich and has bought the latest gin wagon and he still has his picanto there then he tells you these are all my cars but the truth is that he won't go out using the picanto. He will go out using the J-Wagon. It still bears his name, but he doesn't really need it anymore. His focus and his glory is on the J-Wagon. This is what he's saying. Everything he did in the Old Testament was a picanto. Jesus on the cross is a J-Wagon. When he, when he wants anybody to treat him, it is the J-Wagon he will show. And he said that this is the way of worship now. He has saved us the first time. The first time. And when John, you see, he said, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So why am I worshiping God? I'm worshiping him because he died and rose for me and has made us kings and priests. And the verse 11, look at the beautiful one. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels now together with the cherubims together with the seraphims together with lesser angels together with the saints that were dead together with the, the, the spirit of just men that has, been, that has been brought to heaven everybody he said I heard them be heard many angels ran about the throne and the peace and the, and the peace and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands and the 
verse 12 says, these numbers, these numbers, saying with a loud voice, everybody was on his loudest voice. Nobody wants his other to shout better than him. Everybody was shouting at his loudest voice, worthy is the lamp that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings worthy he is worthy he is worthy he is worthy oh the breakthrough God gave you should not cancel the sacrifice of Jesus in your gratitude and in your worship oh the wealth you have should not overtake the sacrifice of Christ in your worship you worship God for the sacrifice of Christ Jesus and then later on you thank him for the little he gave you am I here with the church at all he says that and all the angels shouted with a voice so now this is the worship in heaven it's no more holy holy the earth is full of your glory no the glory is not in the earth now the whole glory is on Christ the whole glory is on Christ Christ in you the hope of glory for he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory the Bible says that for he died for all men so that he will call his brethren into many sons into glory he is the owner of the glory revealed in the glory of god was the death of jesus on the cross and his resurrection if the church didn't get this maybe our worship may be in vain This is the way to go. This is the way. It is in Jesus. It is in Jesus. That work on the cross. Had it not been that, there would be no hope of life. Had it not been that. That is why he came on earth and all his parables and all the miracles of interpretation in them was always talking about his sacrifice and the glory he was walking on the road of Emmaus with those men the two men and he was they, they, he asked him why are you worried he said that they are saying that Jesus has rose up again and we are confused and he said that why are you darkened in your heart don't you know and did he not tell you that Christ ought to suffer and after that be revealed into glory God's glory was prepared for the death and the resurrection of Jesus this is it the reason why the church gathers is to celebrate do you know how the old uh, the early church called sunday they didn't call sunday sunday they called it the lord's day that is why john said that i was in the spirit on the lord's day 
every Sunday was the Lord's day because they believe he rose up on the on Sunday and every Sunday was the Lord's day so when they meet on the first day or on the Lord's day it is for one thing we are we are acknowledging his resurrection every single Sunday was an acknowledgement that Jesus is still not in the tomb he's alive this is the basis of our worship people of God this is the basis this is what is happening in heaven and this is what must happen on earth not until we come to understand the blessedness of this salvation our worship our thanksgiving will be on compulsion the day we feel like we do it the day we don't anytime you are about to enter into worship remember the parable of the good samaritan it's a message about you and jesus anytime you are about to be weak in gratitude towards god remember the parable with the issue of blood the woman with the issue of blood how jesus was coming to end the sacrifices of blood so that every, through him everyone must be saved and healed remember remember I wish that I could let us go a little deeper into the mystery of salvation so that we will be convinced that we are not serving God because of what he will do. We are serving him because of what he has done. He has done it. That thing he did on the cross. The Bible says that for you are the vessels of mercy. For the Lord said, a quick work I will do, and I will bring it into completion. And that quick work was on the quick work of the cross. That even after 20, 20 years, it will still be speaking for people. He said that he has redeemed us by his blood. Do you know we should have been sacrificing blood by now? Have you ever wondered why he took a ship two times to ship people from the temple? It was a message about what he was coming to do for humanity. It happened twice in the Bible. John chapter 2. The Bible said this was the beginning of its miracles. He entered into Capernaum. And then the, the Bible said when he entered there, he, they were selling and exchanging and selling us and sheep and dove. And he took a ship and beat them. This is how he began his ministry. And it was a message to the world that I'm coming to do something for you. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7 says, he is our Passover lamb. So if you don't understand the Passover, you may miss this. In Exodus 12, the Bible said he wanted, God wanted to take the Israelites from Egypt. And then he told them that you choose an unblemished lamb. Then you keep the unblemished lamb for four days. And after four days, you will kill the lamb and stain the doorposts of your houses with the blood. And when the angel of death sees the blood, he will pass over. And after that happened, the Bible says that in the night, the angel of death came. He must kill every firstborn in every house. There was no exemption. He didn't differentiate. He didn't come to check to see whether you are an Israelite, you are a Jew, 
or you are an Egyptian. That is not the job. That is why hell does not respect background. The angel of death did not come to differentiate, to check, no. He was to kill everybody because the Bible says that for all have sinned and the glory of the Lord has departed from you. So everybody deserves death upon the land of Egypt. Everybody has sinned. And the angel of death was sent to kill everybody except a house that someone is already dead. So what happens is that he has come with his sword. But the only way he will not enter your house is when he has evidence that somebody is dead because of your sins. And he enters the city and God has already made them kill and put blood there. And the moment the, and the angel of death sees the blood, he passed over. Why? Because you can't punish a sinner twice. The blood means that somebody has died for all the people in. So I don't need to check what they have done. I don't need to check their status. If somebody has already died, I must pass over. And the Bible says, Christ, our pass over. And when he got there, it was time for Passover. And those days when it's time for Passover, the order was that every family head must bring an unblemished lamb. But what was happening in those days was that it was difficult for them to get an unblemished lamb because people began to travel. So when it was the feast of Passover, those who have traveled and the rest will come. But when they come, they don't have unblemished lamb. They have not been staying in the country. So they will go to the house of God and go and find out the unblemished lamb that the priests have been wearing. Because the priests had access to the lamb God needed. Because of the sacrifices of the people. So this time when you brought a priest a sacrifice, he would keep the lamb for the day, the feast of Passover. And when it is time, then they sell it sometimes times three of what they must sell. So and when it was Passover, that was when the priests were making money. Because people had to buy an unblemished lamp and kill it for the, for the forgiveness of their sins. And Jesus managed to enter the house of God from the beginning of his ministry. That means the beginning of his ministry, he began during the season of Passover. And Matthew 21 says that when he entered Jerusalem triumphantly, he moved into the temple. And that time too was the season and the feast of Passover. That means Jesus twice when he had to enter the temple from the beginning of his ministry entered in the season of Passover and the ending of his ministry entered in the season of Passover just to tell us that I am the lamb that has come to be killed for your sake so that you don't have to die again and when he entered they were selling lamb then he took the sheep and he began to beat them and the Bible said he drove them away from the house of God and said why have you turned this house into the place of merchandise in the Matthew 21 he said why have you turned it into a den of thieves why because the lamp that will be sacrificed once and for all has come if he comes no need of selling lambs if he comes no need of sacrifices if he comes Every animal is safe. 
and he walks in from the beginning of his ministry and shape people out and at the end of his ministry he shape people out just to tell you that I have come to solve the problem of sin once and for all the Bible said he has been made our peace that through him we have access as one people unto Christ unto the Father this is where our gratitude begins can you imagine that if we have to be buying sheep every time look at the price of sheep today look at the prices look at the prices like I will be a northerner by now everybody will be rearing sheep even Christmas, look at, we, we buy sheep for 600 cities, 700 cities. Can you imagine that you have to be paying such amount frequently? Frequently. Frequently. So you see, we have a cause to worship him. And look at the stress. A pastor like me, like as we have come here today, I will have to wear my overall. Yeah. and be killing Pastor Paul's sheep, yeah. kill Pastor Ken's sheep, yeah. kill Pastor Jeff's sheep, yeah. kill everybody's sheep before I leave here. It was a bloody atmosphere. But one man appeared. One man appeared. I end this all. He appeared and said, I end this all. And you know God is so reasonable. I told you that there is nothing Jesus came to do. That was this casual and normal. The woman with the issue of blood. Look at the description about the woman. He says he has gone to he has gone to many doctors and has wasted all she had. And the priests were the doctors. And he said even after that he was she was not still healed. The, that's why the Bible says in the book of Hebrew, the blood of goat and bulls could not take our sins forever and he said every year we should have been going there to make provision that is how the woman the woman stands for Israel and the Bible said when Jesus came she pulled away through Jesus the crowd and didn't hold anywhere he, he, she held the hem of Jesus she held it what is the significance of holding the hem if you go into the law of Moses the Bible says God told Moses when you are sowing this the, the, the priestly garment he said at the hem put pomegranate he said figures of pomegranate at the hem of the priest's garment and you must understand everything God said was prophetic when you go into the Jewish system today, you realize that pomegranate is a sacred fruit there. Because pomegranate is one fruit but has over 430 seeds in it. And so to Israel, the loss that God gave them was 430. So the pomegranate is a symbol of the law of co the covenant of the law to them. So it was a sacred fruit. When they see this, they have seen the law. So when God said, put the pomegranates at the, at the tip, figures of pomegranate at the tip of the priest, he was trying to tell them that these are the priests of the covenant of the law. And when the woman came and held the 
hem of Jesus. All that the woman was saying is that this blood keeps flowing because of this loss. We were not shedding blood until God introduced the law. And when the law came, we have been shedding blood. And the Bible says that she has wasted all she had. The, the, Jesus called it the priests and what was happening in the church a den of thieves because they were taking monies they shouldn't take. These people were struggling. They didn't have money. But you have to buy the unblemished lamb by all means. By all means, you had to buy it. And blood was flowing and was demanding money. If you don't do that, your household is capable of dying. So everybody had to look for money to be shedding blood. Until at a point in time, it was only the priests that were rich. The people were not. And I see it repeating in our generation. And I fear... I fear. The reason why people are not grateful to God anymore is because they are buying the gospel. The reason why people are not grateful to God anymore is because they are buying the power of God. They can't feel it that it was a sacrifice. They can't feel it that it was mercy. You have to pay money to see the pastor. You have to pay money to go to counseling. You have to pay money to go to healing services. They can't see it. To them, it's a business. But to Jesus it's not. It's a sacrifice from him. It's a sacrifice. And when the woman touched it, it was a prophetic message that if we keep on with the system of the law, blood will keep flowing. But the moment she touched it, it was the system submitting everything to the feet of Jesus. That we are no more going to connect to this law again we need you and you know what the bible was specific the bible says that and jesus said virtue has left me the woman held a garment but the virtue left jesus so the power to seize the blood is not in the pomegranate it is from jesus so for blood to stop flowing on earth except a man and that man came and the power for eternal righteousness the power for eternal salvation was released through him that everyone can now call God Abba Father oh this is where my worship is it's enough for me that Jesus died it's enough for me that I don't have to be paying money for my own salvation. Like only billionaires will make it to heaven. It is only them in this generation. Your salary is 200 CDs and you have to buy a ship of 600. How much will you spend on light bills and water bills to get some for your salvation? But this same Jesus. This same Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. 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 Can I show you a closing scripture? First Peter 1 verse 9. Can we all read it? 
And let's read it from the NLT version. First Peter 1 verse 9. Can we shout it? He said that the angels are shouting it. Let's also shout it. One to go. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Have you seen that? So this is the beginning. Your whole reward for believing in Jesus is salvation. But you see, the world has made us feel that it's about breakthrough. It's good. He will give us. Even this week, many will have testimonies. But he said the whole reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Verse 10. Then he's coming to tell us the value of salvation. Verse 10. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about. When they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. So uh, Moses wanted to know. Abraham wanted to know. He said they really wanted to know. Verse 11, want to go. They wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. So you see now that it's Christ bearing the glory of God. So the glory is not upon men anymore. The glory is not upon the earth anymore. It's upon Christ. So anyone in Christ is also carrying the glory. And anytime we say, Lord, for Christ's sacrifice, we give you glory. We, we thank you. What we are doing is that we are thanking God upon the glory that he has revealed. Now, we are holding truth in righteousness. If you keep thanking him over money, you are holding truth in unrighteousness. That is the error of this generation. If you keep thanking him over air, it's powerful. To you, it's powerful. But that was what the Old Testament was giving to worship him. But to us, what we have been given is a son, Jesus. When we should worship him because of Jesus, we are holding truth in righteousness. Oh, from today, hold the truth in righteousness. And he said that, verse 12, want to go. Can we all read this powerfully? Want to go? They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preach in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Now let's read the last part. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So you know what? Sometimes when we are praising God over money, the angels say, what, what is this? Do you know what it means to be saved? The Bible says that the angels are eagerly. They don't understand. Why did the Bible says that great is the mystery of godliness that God became flesh, died for men, seen of angels? That means that they have not really seen his figure before. So the Bible said, For it was said by some people that who is man that thou art mindful of, and who is the son of man that thou visited? Who is that man that you have come to visit? So one day, Jesus, the Bible said, he wept, he cried over Jerusalem. And he said, if you know your visitation and what is meet for your peace. He has to cry. Sometimes when we are worshiping and holding the truth in unrighteousness, he cries. Do these people know that salvation is more than a car? Do they know? Do they know? And the Bible says that it's even wonderful how angels, angels are watching. Wow. Wow, God came to die for Elvis. Elvis, the snoring boy, the quick-tempered boy, that Asante region boy, 
who doesn't know his left from his right that limited in wisdom boy God came to die the Bible said angels are watching and the Bible said the prophets they spoke of it but they were wondering who are these people and they wished that it was in their time that means that if, if Abraham had the chance he would say give me salvation take your riches if Moses had his chance he would say never part the Red Sea before me never turn water into blood don't let me be the leader of three million people just give me salvation he said they were wondering they were wondering angels are wondering that is why angels shout with loud voice thousands of thousands times thousands upon thousands are shouting with a loud voice worthy is the lamb they know him you should not have come to die worthy is the lamb that was slain worthy for this minute that is what they are doing worthy is the lamb that was slain worthy is the lamb to receive glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah, precious one. God bless you for joining this powerful broadcast. I believe that God has really spoken to you. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8, when Jesus was speaking of the parable of the good seed, he said, no one will light a candle and put it under a vessel or under a bed. He said that he will set it on a candlestick and anyone that enters in might see light. And he said, when the person sees the light, nothing will no more be a secret. And he said, everything will be made manifest. I know that as you heard the word of God, you have seen light and the secret of your life has been revealed. And if you know that something about you has been revealed in the word of God, the light of it has come and you really want to change, you really want to have a transformed life and you want to give your life to Jesus, you say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Today I believe that your blood was shed for the remission of my sins and I accept this work of salvation. I pray that you will make me your own and from today cleanse me from all unrighteousness and give me your spirit to walk in the newness of life. I thank you for this great sacrifice and I forever will submit to your lordship. Thank you for dying for me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said this powerful prayer with me, I want you to know that from today you are born again. Your sins are forgiven. And if you want to be disciple and to grow in the knowledge of God's word, I will recommend that you join Grace Mountain Ministry. God richly bless you. Let's meet tomorrow for another powerful session. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Psalm 68 verse 11. Help us publish the word of God on TV and radio. Be a partner today by sending your partnership offerings to mobile number 0552 with account name Grace Mountain Ministry. Or you can use the short code star 800 star 500 hush from all networks or Visa cards, Master cards and other card transfers should use the login aem.mychatpay.com and make payment. Thank you for listening to Words of Eternal Life broadcast. I believe you were richly blessed. 
To reach out to us, kindly contact 0548-695731 or 0552-504085. Or follow Pastor Ajuman Elvis on both Facebook and YouTube. You can also locate us at Achimota Alfancor 7 Days Junction and gladly join in our three powerful Sunday services starting at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m. Or join our Miracle Encounter service every Friday starting at exactly 5.30 p.m. God bless you.